All right, everyone, we are live on Beyond the Woodline. I'm Joe DeHoyas, I'm your host, and today I have with me Hank from Hank's Think Tank. How you doing, Hank? Hey, man, what's going on? Not too much, man. I, thanks a lot for joining me, man. I, I, I know we uh, we got uh, 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 connected via a mutual friend of ours, you know, Jeremy Johnson. Well, Jeremiah Johnson, I'm sure he goes, he's not a little kid anymore, so he probably goes by Jeremiah. Um, you know, he's a real good friend of mine. His whole family is actually, uh, I, was, I forgot to tell you before we went on air, I was doing the math, and I think I've known them at least 43, 44 years, that whole family. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. When I see people post on uh, Facebook, hey, do you have any friends that are like 10 years or more? I mean, his his whole family is, is part of that. You know, uh, uh, his sister and my sister are best friends. They've been best friends as little kids, you know. Uh, they're still best friends to this day. Um, you know, I know his his dad, his his brothers worked with my brother for I bet over twenty years at least. You know, so you know we're we're pretty close as far as family goes. You know, and uh, you know, just we're just real good people, man. And uh, Jerry, me if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I just recently met him, and uh, he's part of an organization out here that does good works in the county. And uh, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with him, but he sure seems like good people. Yeah. And uh, maybe one of these days I'll get to meet his family too. That'd be great. Yeah, man, they're awesome people. They're great, great, yeah. great people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, really, you don't. I don't even consider them friends at this point. Or you know, their family. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a season for family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah man. You know, I, I I think about that stuff. I remember he's, he's like his his younger brother and then his sister. I remember when they were when they were born. You know, they're so much younger than, uh, than us. But, yeah, we grew up together, played football, basketball in the damn streets. You know, we played tackle oh, yeah. football, you know, all that good stuff. You know, drank a lot of beer in my in my there driveway. You, you know, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun times. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Of course, we were legal age, right? Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but cool, man. Hey, t- tell me a little bit about your podcast. So uh, Hank's Think Tank is a variety show. Um, we're long-form podcasting, and everything that we do is, is uh, you know, we shoot our, our podcast, and then we take it into post-production, so we don't do anything live. Everything's pre-recorded, uh, but I really don't edit any content. I'll cut off the, you know, the front end and the back end, put it in an intro and an outro, and, and call it a podcast, but... Yeah, we've had a lot of different people in here. We've had everybody from, you know, paranormal experts all the way down to, you know, city and government leaders. And uh, I think I'm about 60 shows in now. So we've done quite a few. Our first one was of the Texas prison system. And, uh, you know, as far as audio and video goes, it was really a disaster. But it was a beautiful disaster because the content was great. And it was my first show. And you know how it is, you know, even though it it wasn't fantastic, just seeing it up there and and having it go, it was really worth it. And so I always refer back to that one as, man, that was the best podcast I ever did. But, but I've had a lot of good conversations. Uh, I've got a studio that's separate from my home. And uh, so it's its own building and and that makes it a whole lot easier to, uh, you know, to get guests in here and get them comfortable because everything we do also is face to face. I don't do a whole lot of stuff like this and I need to get into it more though. So I can do a, you know, more podcasts with people in different locations, but we usually have people come in and man, we've covered everything from, 
God, the Vietnam War, all the way to paranormal experiences, all the way back down to, you know, I've had a guy in here who was a, a narc for 20 years. Really? And he told us all about his escapades and busting people and and what kind of tactics the police would use, you know, to, uh, to arrest people and stuff like that. I've had guys from ICE in here. And we're going to have uh, somebody come in and talk about critical race theory soon. Okay. And, uh, man, we've done it all. And okay. we're just starting out. So I'm hoping that this year is going to be the year that things turn around and, and we really get out there and, and grow. Right. And so that's what I'm looking for. And your channel seems to be doing good, dude. So I'm glad. Yeah, 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 man, we're, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna make some changes like we were talking about earlier. Uh, but also, one of the things I want to do is get more into like, uh, uh, like murder mystery kind of stuff, unsolved mysteries. You know, uh, yeah, uh, see, that, see, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to talk uh, about serial killers, uh, a, lot, a lot of crime, you know, that goes on. And uh, right, um, you know, well, I you're in Texas, so you, there's plenty yeah. of serial killers here to talk about. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely yeah, Texas get, has had a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. I just want to get, uh, you know, a, a lot more of that of, of that drama type, and I also want to get some uh, military veterans in here and kind of recognize them and their story. And, oh yeah, uh, you know. So that's what I really want to do. Too. I, I kind of want to. I don't want to get away from the paranormal and the Bigfoot and the UFO stuff, but I'll always have that. But I, I, I just want to mix it up a little bit more and just yeah, you know, something, something for good. everyone. You know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, speaking of of uh, serial killers, you know, I lived in the Heights when I was a kid. I live there right yeah, now. Man. Do you really? I'm on eleventh street. Yeah. yeah, really, you're on eleventh. I got I got clients over there on eleventh okay. and Heights. Okay. So, uh, have you ever heard of Dean Coral and Elmer Wayne Henley and those guys? I have, I've heard the Henley. Who was the Candyman? Wasn't there a Candyman here in the Heights? Yeah, that was Dean Coral. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, yeah, so Elmer Wayne Henley, and there was another guy too. I was too little though right. to really remember what was going on, but I know that I ended up at one of their parties with some older friends. Oh, shit, huh? oh yeah. And they, you know, they killed 27 kids, man. Yeah. And buried them, buried them in different parts of the Heights and all that. Right. And, uh, I think Henley got busted first and he ended up ratting on Dean Coral and the other guy, right. uh, David Brooks. Okay. That's who it was David Brooks. Okay. But yeah, I actually met those guys at one point and, uh, that blows Jeez. me away when yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, the Heights was a crazy place back then, man. It was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Went to, I went to Hogg Junior High and Harvard Elementary. Oh, did you? So, oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, that's yeah cool. it was right there, man. I live right across the street from Love Elementary. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I look out my window and, and there's a courtyard right there where they play baseball and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's yeah. a great place now. Oh, I love the Heights it, isn't what it used to be. It's beautiful now. Oh, no, it, 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 it's a beautiful place. I tell people all the time, man. I said, you know, I, I don't have one of these big, you know, $300,000 homes, but, you know, I got a little bitty apartment, but I love it out here, you know. Oh, it's got to be great. Right, so right, right. So did they ditch the train, you know, the train that used to cruise through there? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I I, I don't know. I remember, the, I, I do remember the train out of the, that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and there's still I, a hill, yeah. you know, like if you cross, if you're going like on 14th, down 14th from Heights Boulevard to Studywood, right. there'll be a little hill right there, yeah, and you can yeah. look down. And that's where the railroad track was, right. but they got rid of it. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long time. A, a long it has. Time. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to move back to the Heights. The place yeah. is awesome. Yeah, right after right after this podcast, I'm going to 19th Street. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 19th Street is, is it's amazing over there now. I don't know when the last time you've been there, but it's it's 
It's got so many restaurants, so many eateries and breweries. Yeah, some good bars, good bars, yeah. live music. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good live a, music. Yeah, I got a guy that came in here and uh, he played guitar, and uh, he ended up going the next day, I think, and played at one of the bars in the Heights, and we talked about that. Right. I was like, man, that's great, yeah. you know? I'm yeah. glad the place is still vital, you know. Oh, it, it's a, it's a great place. It's a great great place. I I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I wouldn't yeah. move out, but I I definitely love it here. If I had to move out, I'd probably move out to where you're at now because I've actually lived at a couple of places out there in Willis, you know. Yeah. So, and then yeah, uh, we're in Splendor, and it's uh it's different, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we different. first moved out here, it was country, and now it's it's yeah. just kind of a cross between rural and suburb, more suburb. So yeah, Houston's kind of infected this whole area out here, you know. I re- I remember whenever uh, spring was just like all wooded area. Oh yeah, you know, and I was just like it's all metropolitan almost. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned your friend that plays guitar. I see all your guitars in, in the background there. You, I yeah, guess you're, a, you're a player. Yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, you know, before this this room became a studio, I used to come out here and play guitar, mm-hmm. and. uh Spent a lot of time by myself in the evenings and stuff. And I've had a few paranormal experiences in this room. Really? And one, um, you know, I had all the lights cut down and, and I was just kind of playing. I was, I was just uh, going through um, my scales and just kind of taking some time to, and I think this was maybe a winter time two years ago. And uh, it's strange because I was really into it. I was really concentrating on what I was doing, trying to get better. And all of a sudden, this orb of light that was probably as big as a as a bowling ball came out of the corner of the room. And it and I didn't because I was looking down at my guitar and I kind of saw it out of my peripheral vision. And it came around slowly. And by the time I looked up and saw it, it rapidly hit me in the chest. And I actually felt it, wow. you know. Scared me so bad, I chunked my favorite guitar. I mean, I just <laughs> screamed out and chunked it on the floor and got up and ran out, you know. And I went out and collected myself, and I thought to myself, man, you know, maybe you just saw something. Maybe you just, you know, you drink too much, whatever. Something was going on. Right. So I came back in, and and everything seemed cool. But then I had a few more just really weird experiences where all of a sudden all the, you know, your body hair stands up, right. and you get that that weird cold feeling. And uh, so I finally had a paranormal group from spring, spring paranormal investigators come and check the room out because it got to the point where I couldn't handle being out here at night. Right. And really? uh, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they came and they did an investigation. Now all of my guitars are, are used, you know, I didn't buy anything new, not a rich dude. So what they told me was there was a guy that was attached or a spirit that was attached to one of the guitars that I'd bought. And so they tried to get him to move on and, uh, you know, and and leave and and whatever, but he didn't want to do that. And so through this process, you know, I finally said, Hey, if the dude wants to stay, as long as he don't fuck with me, I'm, you know, I'm good with it. So, uh, you know, we had this weird episode. They brought in a medium and uh, you know, through her, there was some discussion and all that and things have really quelled out a lot, but every once in a while I have a little bit of an experience and I just think it's that guy right. that's attached to the guitar. But see, it's weird because I was going to sell that guitar. Okay. And, and I think that's what pissed him off was right. 
he liked it here. Everything was cool. Didn't want to leave and knew I was trying to sell the guitar. So I took it off the market and I don't play it or nothing. It just sits here and uh, I consider it to be his, you know? Okay. So yeah, but that's, that's one experience that I've had. I've had a few. Yeah. I like that story though. I mean, especially the part with the orb, you know, <laughs> freaky. Yeah. I mean, it, it was really freaky and I never really had anything that was physical like that. Right. So, you know, that kind of thing will freak you out, but right. yeah, it, it was pretty scary, but, uh, yeah, I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> yeah, so, I understand that. Yeah, I used to own the house next door to this to the house where I live now. And uh and this is another story, I just gotta tell it because this one is yeah. really compelling. So my wife had cancer, my ex-wife, she had cancer. She's in the hospital and I'm at home alone. It's a four-bedroom house up on blocks in the middle of the forest, very quiet, very dark. You really never hear anything, you know, and I had two Dalmatians. Well, and it was cold and we had a fireplace in the, in the living room. And so this night I decided to sleep in the living room, made a, you know, just made a makeshift bed on the floor and built me a nice hot fire because our heat wasn't working real well. And in the middle of the night, I woke up. But the strange part about it was it's like my consciousness wasn't complete yet. I had woken up, but my hearing didn't work. And it's like my vision hadn't completely turned on. So when I looked across the living room into the kitchen, I saw a woman in a gown, like a long cotton gown. And she walked around to the other side of the kitchen and looked out the window and sighed. And when she looked out the window, I could see out the window too. And there was a big pine tree out there that doesn't exist at all. But when she sighed, it scared me. And I went, and when I did that, my dogs woke up. So here's, and this is weird because here's what I got from that whole experience. I think maybe somehow I crossed into another parallel universe and that this chick exists in the same space that I occupied, but just on a different time continuum you okay. know what i mean right. so yeah, we yeah. Could, so normally we couldn't see each other but somehow it had meshed and we could at that point okay but but the thing that freaked me out the most was these two dogs would wake up at anything mm-hmm. and you know i could hear her footsteps when she walked through the kitchen and definitely when she sighed i heard it right. but they didn't wake up until i went huh! <laughs> you know and that and when i went when i went huh! like that everything changed and she disappeared and the pine tree disappeared. And now the windows, the blinds were closed again. And it was strange. I got so much out of that short little experience. Yeah. But the interesting thing about it was I never felt alone at home anymore after that. And my wife was always in the hospital. I mean, this went on for years, man. She was in the hospital forever. And so I was home alone a lot and it just, I always felt like there was somebody else there with me. And so I didn't feel you know what I mean? Right, Didn't feel right. too alone. It's not like I felt like I was being watched or anything like that. I just felt like there was someone else there who was in the same situation I was in. Kind of. And we've since sold and moved from that house and all that. But, man, that was a hell of an experience. I mean, and it was the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Unexplainable and as real as you and I are talking, you know. So, yeah, that was freaky. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. This, I mean, she looked like a real person, right? 
Yeah, she wasn't see through or any of that. I mean, she was just as as real as as real can get, you know. Right. And she was in a just a long cotton gown. I guess it was cotton, kind of a white gown, blonde girl, maybe in her twenties or thirties, something like that. Okay. And uh, she walked over the window. It gave me the impression she was waiting for somebody to come home. Oh. You know, and she just and she just sighed. She looked outside and just went. You know, and then when I heard her, it freaked me out. I was like, oh shit, there's somebody in my house. You know, and that's when I went, and when I did that, then the dogs woke up. When the dogs woke up, they never even looked at the kitchen. They were just looking at me. I was like, wow, you know, what the hell? So, yeah, pretty freaky. Yeah. But she never acknowledged you in any way? No, I don't think she knew I was there. I think it's like I was able to see into her time continuum, but she wasn't able to see back in mine. But it gave me the impression that there's a lot more going on than we're able to see. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, that yeah. and that solid objects exist, maybe even in the room we're in, right. but we just can't get to them because we're stuck in this particular universe. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading into it too much, but yeah, no, no, no that's yeah. what I got out of it. Yeah. You know, just yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. And I was even thinking that maybe it was like some kind of like a time slip. Maybe you saw something from the past. Yeah, know, maybe. And, and, you, know, you know, because hard to tell. Because if you talk to a lot of like uh, people who like study time, they'll tell you that 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 the past, the present, and the future it all exists together. You know. So right. You know. Yeah, because we always think time's linear. You know, time moves right. forward, and it actually doesn't. And and it's hard to put your finger on that and wrap your head around it. But yeah, time is like something we invented. So it doesn't really, yeah. you know, it doesn't really exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, it's it's strange. But yeah, and, I think yeah. it could have been something like that. I don't know if you can see the comments that come up on the screen or not. But yeah, no. Uh, Angelina says, yes, they do. I've seen them too. I believe you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. Yeah. But uh, And I've had a few other paranormal experiences. I, you know, the medium that was here from Spring Paranormal Investigators told me that she thought that that I was a sensitive to a certain degree, but I haven't, I haven't developed it. I haven't exercised right. it. Right. And I think that's possible, you mm-hmm. know, cause I've always, I've always kind of seen things that, and I don't want to say weren't there, but I've always kind of seen things that other people didn't see right. and felt things that other people didn't feel. And there have been times that I've had the kind of dreams that would come true or right. portions of those dreams would come true. And that's always been really weird. You know, and so maybe I am a sensitive to a certain degree, but don't want to be, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's not a bad who thing. Need, but... Who needs that? You yeah. know, I mean, life's complicated enough as it is. You don't need all that being thrown at you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I'll, I'll have like these dreams, especially when it comes to my dad. So he passed away like in 2012. I've only yeah. dreamt of them uh, three different times. And they were so realistic. So yeah. realistic, you know, and uh, like like uh, this, the very first dream I had was maybe two years ago of him, and we were like some kind of like like an airport or a bus depot or some kind of terminal, and I saw one of my uncles, two of my uncles who had passed, and one of my aunts, and then I saw my dad. Uh, all four of these people had passed, but I saw some other cousins who were still with us there in the dream too. My uncle, uh, my dad's twin brother. And uh, none of them spoke to me. The people who had passed, none of them spoke to me. They just kind of looked at me and smiled. And uh, 
but that dream was just a, the, the the weirdest, most realistic dream. And then someone told me you probably went somewhere where people are coming and going, you know, right. You know, and, or it's and, visitation, right. You know, they're just coming go. back to yeah. visit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that was like, it was just such a weird, weird dream. And I, and, uh, I know shit, man. I woke up, I was crying, you know, so, yeah. and, you know, and see my dad. Yeah, I lost first. my dad in 2012 also. Oh, okay. So yeah, I lost my mom in 2010. You know, it's, and hey man, you want to hear something weird? So I go over to my mom's house. My mom and dad lived on the property. We had bought them a house and, and moved it over here. And cause they were in Seattle and they couldn't take care of themselves. So, you know, my mom had dementia. She wasn't doing real good. I went over there to visit one day and my mom says, Hey, you need to go get my purse. And I said, why do you need your purse? She said, well, aunt Mia is coming to get me. And Aunt Mia's been dead for like 10 right. years, you know? And I said, Mom, what do you mean Aunt Mia's coming to get She goes, where are you going? I said, where are you going? She said, you know where I'm going. And it just made me feel really weird, you know? And I was like, okay, I'll, you know, if it'll make you happy, I'll go get your purse. So I went and got her purse, and I put it on the bed next to her. She had a hospital bed. And uh, we talked for a few more minutes, and I went home. And my dad called me that night at like 1.30 to tell me that my mom passed away. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you know, and she even told me, Aunt Mia's coming to get me. Right. And then when I said, well, where are y'all going? She goes, you know where I'm going. So that's freaky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've heard of people doing that before, though, too. So, so yeah. when you told me, man, I was like, oh, shit, you know, I, I knew where you're, where you're going with the story. But I, I, I've heard people talk like that. I hope somebody good comes to get me. <laughs> with, yeah. you know, with my past, man, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's going to come get me. No one's going to want to yeah. claim me, I don't think. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it might be the wrong kind of people come get me. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you guys have covered Bigfoot and, and UFOs and stuff. You know, I haven't talked about UFOs a lot on my channel. I'd love to. I'd love to get some guys to to talk about that. That that whole topic just really fascinates me a lot right and it's it's been hard for me to find good people to uh mm -hmm. to discuss that but you know I, I did talk with somebody not long ago who thought that paranormal experiences and ufos were very much related you know mm -hmm. right. and that maybe paranormal experiences could be things that are brought on by alien visitation so what do you think about that I I don't know how related they are, um, but I've heard that before too. You know, uh, a lot of people truly believe it. I don't know if 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 I believe it, but I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't believe it either. Um, right. Because there's actually a lot of instances where people are visited in their rooms in in their own houses by you know by aliens. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, so I would see how people could get that lumped in there with the paranormal. You know. Um, right. Or even paranormal activity, people just write it off as UFO or alien activity, you know, and and not knowing what they're really seeing or not. And, uh, you know, I'm not telling, telling anybody what they saw or what they didn't see, you know. Um, that's just my own opinion. And But really, and that goes for the whole Bigfoot thing, too. Uh, I think there's a lot of paranormal activity out in the woods that people say oh, it, was, yeah. it was a Bigfoot, you know, or it was a Bigfoot that threw this stick. It was a Bigfoot I heard walking. I think there's a lot of paranormal activity. Out, out right. the woods that people just don't uh, know. Or, so I, I've known paranormal teams that have gone out, you know, to the woods and had experiences. You know, uh, have you done any paranormal investigations of your own? 
Yeah, uh, up near Mineral Wells, Texas. You know where Mineral Wells is at? It's up no, like around the Fort, Fort Worth area. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's up in that area. I've gone to the, it's called Haunted Hill House, I believe. It's like, it's either the most haunted place in the United States, but it's, it's definitely the most haunted place in Texas. Wow. And yeah, yeah, so I've, I've come there, man. And uh, so have you, are you familiar with like a, a spirit box? Yeah, where, yeah. Okay, okay. This guy, his name is Daniel. Real, real man. He's a technical guy, like you wouldn't believe. Um, he actually builds them himself, and so he was showing me all the ins and outs. Now, if you ever seen one, they have like all this static, you know. And you can't right. The ones he has has no static. I mean, you can, you know, they're very clear. So he was showing me how it works, so all the bells and whistles and the different channels and frequencies that he uses. Yeah, they're frequency scanners, aren't they? Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a frequency yeah. scanner with with the squelch turned up. Right. So you're getting that, you know, that whole, yeah, it's kind of strange. All that yeah. white noise. Yeah, all that um, white noise, and then I guess try to pick voices out of that. Right. Yeah. So spirit boxes was, he, are weird. Yeah. Yeah. So he was gonna go upstairs, right? And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm fixing to go upstairs, and uh, Angelina says Daniel's are amazing frequency scanners. Yeah, she knows Daniel too. Cool. Um, See, uh, uh, so he's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to do a session upstairs. I said, can I go with you? And as soon as I said that, a voice came through the box and come up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I'd be going the other way. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm not going up. I'm not going up. I'll, I'll, I'll stay down here, you know. Right. And uh, he actually had this little toy um, that, he's, that his son got. I think his son was still a baby, maybe one or two years old. It was like this, this, this little penguin about this big. And it had like this little clear fiber optic looking hair on his head. Okay. And when you and when you touched his the hair, it would light up and it would play music, you know, turn all different kind of little colors, you know. And he said, "Cause dude, as soon as I saw that, I said, oh, I'm that's, I'm taking that with me on these investigations,' you know." He took it away from his son, basically. Um, so we went to the room where this little boy had died. Uh, the story behind the little boy was he had he was a special needs uh, kid, and his parents would actually keep him in the attic. And that's where he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it was right next to, uh, to his playroom. So we put that little toy in the center of the room on top of a chair. And I'm just standing, leaning against the doorway like that, just just looking at this thing. And that thing was just going off, just going off, mm. playing by itself. You know, so that was that was pretty strange. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the uh, – when I first got to the house, I felt something mess with my ear a little bit, you know. But uh, Yeah. Uh, you know. But that was you know, that was all the experience I had there. You know, I had a lot more experience in the house that I lived in personally. Well, you've heard of the Stanley Hotel, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's in Colorado in Estes Park. Right. And we went up there a couple of years back, and uh, did the the ghost tour, whatever it was that they had there, and it was actually pretty good. But there's a part that's uh, I think below the kitchen, and it's still kind of a part that's carved out of the mountain that that it sits on okay. and uh, it's really cool. It's got like this cave looking deal, but they use it to go back and forth between the warehouse and the kitchen or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I was down there, I know somebody brushed their hands in the back of my hair. And that was, <laughs> that was freaky feeling, you know, yeah. and you can really feel inside that hotel that it's, it's got some activity for right. sure. I mean, it, there's just an electricity in the air when you enter a place like that. Yeah, the whole atmosphere you know, changes. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely feel it. 
but yeah, I'm real familiar with the spirit boxes and REM pods and, and uh, you know, the, the EMF detectors and all that kind of stuff. So my only question is, you know, I just wonder how spirits can interact with electronics easier than they can interact with individuals. You know what I mean? Right. At least it seems to be that way. Yeah. And that, I, that just kind of throws me a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the energy that these electronics put off, you know, maybe that it makes it easier for them to use that, um, power source, I guess you can call it that, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess maybe that's, it makes it easier for them to uh, manipulate that stuff and then move in right. a chair, you know, but, uh, you know, there's definitely, yeah, I would uh, sure hate to be stuck here, man. So I'm hoping something like that doesn't happen. Right. You know, yeah. I, I think maybe some of these spirits don't mind sticking around. Maybe they don't want to go, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's possible. You know, you know, like you said, you know, they try to, you know, move that guy along with your guitar, you know, and maybe they yeah. Want to go. yeah, maybe maybe you just want to stick around, man, and enjoy the, you know, enjoy somebody, yeah. you know, music too. Yeah, maybe fear, you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah, you know, or or maybe they had such a bad existence here, they're worried that they'll go be with the same people they were with here. You know, uh, yeah, it's, I'll, I guess it's I'll, just hard to tell. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. Uh, um, in the house I used to live in, my cousin came and did some remodeling to it. And the day before, he, they were actually going to come in there and start you know, doing doing the demo work. Uh, he was talking about what he was going to do. And he looks down at his arm, and he's, he's kind of like grabbing his arm. He's, he's looking at my other cousin like, like, what are you doing? My other cousin's like, dude, I'm, I'm standing over here. I'm not even close to you. So he starts talking again and telling us his story about, you know, not his story, but what he's going to do tomorrow. And he looks down at his arm again. He looks at my cousin. He goes, dude, why are you grabbing me? He goes, dude, I'm standing over here. You know, you would see me grab you. So he gets into the corner of the kitchen. He's talking to where you can see everyone. Yeah. And he looks down at his arm again, and he walks across the kitchen, and he, and he grabs him by the arm. He goes, look, because he grabs him real, real tight by the arm. He goes, this is what it feels like. It feels like someone's grabbing my arm. <laughs> you know, so mm. we went ahead, and, and uh, we told him about all the stuff going on in the house. And the next day when he came to, uh, to start work, he held up his arm, and, and on his forearm there were bruises in the shape of fingers on his arm. Wow. You know, so, so I don't think that the people who, who owned the house previously wanted him doing any kind of uh, remodeling on the house. Yeah, that doesn't sound real good at all. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's a lot of places in the Heights that are that are pretty active. Uh, you know, there's a lot of old mansions out there oh, yeah. on Heights Boulevard on the lower side, right. you know, 6th, 7th, 8th. Right. I, I bet a lot of those places are pretty active. Yeah. Yeah. You know? A lot of old houses over here. Oh but yeah, they're all, but they're all fixed up so damn nice. You know, like I said, you oh, if you yeah. find a house for three hundred thousand dollars, you better jump on it. To, you know. Good luck finding one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's a lot of history out there too. Mm -hmm. You know, four miles from downtown, I think it was the first development that you that Houston ever really had. Right. Uh, the first like official neighborhood development right. was the Heights, and uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, what a wonderful place. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a great place. I love it here. But um, yeah. Um, what about UFOs? You ever seen any kind of UFO kind of stuff? Or you know, I don't think that I have. Um, I'd like to, but I haven't, and it's it that's unfortunate. But you know, the thing is, I don't think I've ha I've been in this situation to where I've put myself in in the right place to be able to do it. You know, I'd love to go out to Arizona, um, like Area Fifty One or somewhere like that. Check it out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
you know, other desert locations and, and like beach locations and things like that. And to where you have, you know, a larger view of the sky, that would be right. awesome. You know, we have such a, such a thick canopy out here. Right. And I think that prevents a lot from going on. Now my son, who's 30 years old and, uh, he stayed up partying one night and him and Alex were both, uh, hanging out on the roof of that old house. I was telling you about that. I lived in before. And uh, they're up there about two or three o'clock in the morning. And, and now this is a story that just came down recently. He told me this maybe three months ago and they saw a UFO that, that was interesting. They said that it was, it turned, it started out as an orb that moved across the sky without any sound, but then turned into a craft and hovered above them. But it was, you know, three to 500 feet, I think above them. And then, a spotlight came down and shone, was shining on our neighbor's house across the street. And then it went away and then that thing just disappeared. I mean, it was like here and gone. Right. And so, you know, with, with the anti-gravity and all that stuff that I think they use for propulsion, right. they, yeah, they can cruise, you know, super fast and, and just gone. But I thought it was, and I asked Nathan, I said, how come he never told me about that? He said, I didn't think you'd believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah. dude, that would have been great. You should have taken a picture of it or something, but he didn't get anything. Oh, yeah. But, you never do. That's the last thing you think about. You can have a camera in your hand, and that's the last thing you think about. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's too bad that all the UFO shots are usually pretty grainy and yeah. and pretty bad shots. There's been a few that have been pretty believable. Right. Um, you know, that Tic Tac one that we had discussed earlier, I think, was pretty darn believable. Being that it was brought out by the Navy and, you know, these are highly decorated officials that were saying they interacted with this thing and, and, uh, you know, were proving everything it could do makes you wonder, you know, yeah. the universe but, is a big place. We can't be the only ones out here. Yeah. See, and I, I think that most people who think that we are, are just kind of being arrogant, right. there's just no way we could be the only life form. If you think about a universe, that's infinite. And you think about the infinite number of possibilities that could be about the same type of earth or planetary substance that we have. I mean, yeah, man, there's a lot of life out there, whether it can get back to us or not. I don't know, right. but I would think there's a lot of life out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably within yeah. our own solar system. We just haven't found it yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. It would take forever to, you know, search it all out. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I really think that a lot of the stealth technology that we have and even microwave technology and other technology that we've gotten, you know, Bob Azar says that, you know, we reverse engineered a bunch of that stuff and that's how we ended up with those technologies. Right. And if you look at it right about the time that all that took place, we had this technological explosion that took place. Right. And I really believe that a lot of that came from alien technology and nobody's going to say that it did, but it did, right. yeah. you know. Yeah, right about the mid seventies, early eighties, everything just shot off, man. Oh yeah, you know, and it hadn't stopped. No. And uh, you know, with the advent of of AI and everything else, no telling where it's going. I think we'll all be plugged in, you know, before it's over with. Yeah, yeah you, you can know? go buy a brand new laptop tomorrow in six months and it'd be obsolete. You know? Oh yeah, you know, and the interesting thing about it is, you know, uh, uh, Ed Snowden, you know, the guy that uh, right came out with all that stuff, he. Uh, you know, he said that basically we're already cyborgs. We just don't realize it, but everybody's attached to one of these, right? You know, everybody's got a phone 
And, you know, this phone has, I mean, heck, man, this is more technology than was used to launch the space shuttle, yeah, yeah. you know, just wrapped up in a little bitty phone. Yeah. So think about what it's going to be like in 20 or 50 years. Right. Wow. You know, I'll probably be gone by then, but yeah. man, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's impossible to even consider that, you know, we'll be able to probably live forever and, and just be plugged in and live in a virtual reality that's better than this one. Yeah, there you go. You don't have to leave your bed. Yeah. yeah. You know, that'll be kind of strange, but it just might be good. You know, who knows? Yeah, I, I personally like technology. You know, I know some people don't, but I like it. You know, to me, it brings me closer to people I don't talk to every day. And it allows me to meet people like you that I, I would have never met, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, everything that's, that's, it's kind of a yin and yang thing. So everything that's beautiful is just equally as brutal, you know, so technology provides really good stuff. And on the other end, it can be just as horrible as, as it can be great. Right. You know, take social media, for instance, social media has been great. I mean, it's brought people together that hadn't seen each other in years. And I mean, I contacted people I went to school with and who I, I would have never talked to without social media. Right. But on the other end of the spectrum, it spreads so much misinformation and dissent that we're now a, a clearly a divided nation right. that's in trouble. Right. And I mean, and I blame social media for a lot of that. Right. I mean, we're clearly in trouble as a nation. So, I mean, it, it's got as much good as it does bad. I think it all depends on how you use it, you know, and that's, that's the bad part about technology. I think it's always going to have that component that can be weaponized in one way or another. And uh, yeah, it's it's pitiful, but that's the way it is. Not everybody's got a great heart, you know. Yeah, and even those with great hearts don't always have good intentions, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> happen yeah. along something along the way. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we were talking about like the, you know, some of like the the, the videos of the of uh, like UFOs and. What do you think about that old Patterson Gimlin film of the Bigfoot walking across Bluff Creek? Have you seen that one? Or yeah, I think I have. I know which one you're talking about, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's pretty realistic. You know, right? Hard to dispute it. Um, the only the only problem that I have with Bigfoot is by now, why wouldn't we have caught one? Right. You know, and right. I mean, I even asked Spring Paranormal the same thing. I said, you know, if if spirits exist how come nobody's captured one and i know that they're you know gaseous and and maybe they don't have mass and that's the reason why you can't physically capture one but it just seems like with bigfoot we would have found some really hard evidence some, right. some bones you know something that would represent like neanderthal man right. or something like that you know a large skeletal you know remains or something and i don't that I know of don't think we found anything like that, but that doesn't, that doesn't explain it away either right. because it could be if it's alien technology along there, you know, along those lines too, then, Hey, you know, maybe it's not of this world. So, right. you know, when they go to die, they're not dying here. Yeah. You know, uh, like but they appear to be quite humanoid, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's weird. You know, yeah. it's just really weird. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've, I've seen documentaries with, with park rangers who are in national parks where there are known bears. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they've said, you know, some of these guys said, you know, I've worked here for 25 years. I've never come across a dead bear carcass, you know. Um, you know, some of these people that actually true. go out and some of these people that actually go out and like tag uh, mountain lions. You know, they said mm-hmm. they'll track these mountain lions for three weeks where they can tag them, you know. Um, so I think something like a primate is going to be able to outsmart us a lot more than, a, you know. Than a Probably primate, so, you know? you know. And animals do go hide before they die if they know they're dying. Yeah. And, so. and and nature certainly cleans up after itself, you know. Oh yeah, I've rather seen, uh, quickly. Yeah, I remember uh, going out towards Magnolia. You know where Magnolia's at? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, there was a deer that had, that had gotten hit by a car and he died in three days, just with the buzzards alone. In three days, he was nothing but skin and bones. Oh yeah. Right? And this was on the side of the road. So imagine in the forest with all the other animals and the bacteria and the, just in the environment itself is really. Acidic, it can really, you know, eat away at a, at a, at a corpse. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and decomp can really go pretty quick. Yeah. Especially here in the summertime. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I always thought that, that Bigfoot was kind of a Northwest type thing, you know, right. around Oregon, Idaho, places yeah, like that. Everyone always says, I thought it was like up in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so you were kind of surprised when I tell you about the same as the forest, right? Yeah, but you know, I've, I've heard some other stories of there being a possibility of that here. I wonder mm-hmm. if anybody's ever been physically attacked by one. Yeah, yes, I've, I've known, yeah, I've, I've known people who've, who've uh, been attacked by them, who've uh, uh, had physical altercations with them, you know, who've been pushed by them, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, that seems kind of terrifying, yeah. you know, because the thing's got to be, you know, as strong as, you know, like a gorilla is what. 10 times stronger than a human. I mean, they could pull your arms off. Right. So I yeah. would think that a Bigfoot could do the same kind of thing. Yeah. But and, I think uh, we would have a lot to learn from it. And that's why I wish we could capture one yeah. because we'd have a lot to learn from it because they've managed to survive all these years out in the elements, right. you know, which is something that we probably at this point wouldn't be able to do because right. we live too cushy of a life. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. When the temperature drops to 40, people start freaking out. Yeah, dude, I was you out know, there last Friday and I was freezing my ass off at 40 degrees. Yeah, it's pretty cold. But yeah. I wonder, I wonder if we still had the fortitude to be able to survive in the elements like a Bigfoot or something like that would. Yeah. Or like any other wild animal, you know? Yeah. And and I also wonder if their anatomy is different enough to where it, it compensates for all that. Right. You know? Yeah, so it would I'm, be interesting to find out. Are they vegetarians? I mean, what's the deal? Well, you know, I've you know I, I, I've talked to people who have actually seen them kill deer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I talked to a guy up uh, up near Possum Kingdom. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that area. It's, it's here in Texas, no. Possum Kingdom, up towards the Dallas area. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever even heard of Possum yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, man. If you look uh, on uh, YouTube, they've got one of the most magnificent Fourth of July displays in the whole country. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, that's like one of their. Uh, their their uh their claim to fame is, is their Fourth of July celebration, and actually, are you familiar with uh, Pat Green? He talks about it uh, in one of his songs. Uh, I can't remember. Not really. Anyway, he says, "Yeah, yeah. okay." Uh, he's he's a country singer. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, when he was a kid, maybe fourteen, fifteen years old, he was fishing on a pier late at night, uh, and he said the, the freaking deer just came running out of the woods, and it was like in like a little cove area, and the deer ran right through the water. He goes, "Usually, deer will." Going around the cove, yeah. these things were just going straight out of the water. I mean, straight out of the woods into the water. And he said he seen this bigfoot coming out on all fours, and he grabbed the deer and he snapped his hind legs. He says he heard him snap. Ugh. Yeah, and that uh, 
another one came out and was like had his arms out like that, you know, trying to block the other deer from yeah. going anywhere. And uh, the first deer that was was just trying to paw its way out but couldn't get any traction, of course. And uh, he stood up on the pier. And when he stood up, they you know they saw him stand up, and they went and they grabbed the deer that was on the ground, and he picked it up and just snapped his neck and walked off with it. Well, wow. yeah. That was a uh, yeah, that was a pretty gruesome story. But I've heard people talk about how they've seen them tackle deer and snap their neck. Um, there's a, a a friend of mine named Will uh, Will Jevening. He's got his own Bigfoot podcast, and he talked to a guy in Canada who saw this this damn Bigfoot and the moose battling it out. Yeah, the moose actually yeah the moose actually knocked him down, but he wound up <laughs> you know you know breaking this moose's neck. Yeah. yeah, moose are gigantic, man. Yeah, you know I mean some of those things I think they stand like nine or ten feet tall. They're yeah. huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he saw yeah. the whole fight go on, and he said that was one of the scariest see, things he ever saw. Yeah, and see, that's another example of, of you know, just living. If there's Bigfoot living in Canada, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been up there or not. I have, and it's freezing up there. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got snow going on right now. Oh, yeah. Our cold is considered hot. Right. You know, yeah. up there. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's freezing. So how can something live in, in just in that kind of environment? Mm-hmm. and make it that's that's kind of a humanoid with the same maybe the same anatomical structure as we have yeah yeah it's just it it freaks me out and makes me wonder you know and, and you think that you'd see structures of some sort you yeah. know that they would want to try to shelter themselves and and shelter would be a big thing for them i would think but you don't see anything like that well we found uh, structures out in the woods before too have you uh, really yeah, yeah, we found these uh, these TP looking structures. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine last Thursday sent me a picture of a of a tree structure. He found it in, in Davy Crockett. Yeah, wow! I was yeah, I was actually I was actually doing a podcast, and uh, you can hear me on the podcast because well, he sent me a, a tree structure, but I can't show the picture right now because I was on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, uh, we do. Uh, my friend, he actually found a hog out there with his head ripped off. We got a picture of that. Wow. You know what the hell rips off a, uh, a hog's head? Yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, that's a tough deal to do too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. 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 No bullet holes. No knife wounds. Just the head just gone. You know. Yeah. No. No slicing. Just yeah. Rip your head off. You know? Yeah. Just like that. You know, thing with the with the cattle mutilations and stuff that's going on. That's that's kind of weird. Have you seen the uh, the documentary on Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. multiple Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, documentary yeah yeah that place has got something going on i don't know if that's just a magnetic field or or what but there's something yeah. really strange going on there yeah 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 I, I, it's definitely got like I, I think it's got like portals there myself you know and, um, yeah you know because there's been all kinds of i won't even call them cryptids i just call them creatures you know these right. weird looking creatures that people have seen you know yeah and i think there's just places in the world that where things like that gather you know like juno alaska they say juno alaska's big for paranormal stuff and and uh you know just just all kinds of strange happenings places like that and it just makes me wonder if you know when you look at the globe and you think about gravity and you think about everything else is are there places where there's just anomalies and those anomalies maybe are attractants to you know either either aliens or or other type of activity that just kind of goes there because you know it's like a magnet to metal right. you right. know 
Like the ley line? That way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's actually several places on on on, on this planet that they have the ley lines and they have like all that activity. You know, Skinwalker Ranch right. is probably the most famous because of the bulk of activity it has there. But there, uh, Mineral Wells is actually uh, one of those places that uh, has a bunch of activity where there's paranormal UFO and, and you know. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's something else. You know, just like crop circles, I think crop circles are evidence of UFOs. Right. What yeah. else could be doing that? Yeah, especially overnight. You know? Oh yeah, over yeah. and as big as they are, and, right. and you know, yeah, yeah, architectural. I mean, it's like wow, who could you know? Nobody can pull that off, right? I've seen people figured, do it, but they they can do it overnight like that, you know? Yeah, there's or no nothing way. like those real intricate designs, you know? Right. So. You know, and a lot of that stuff always resembles what I would think would be some sort of landing strip or some sort of some sort of compass dial or something like that yeah. to give an indication. Of go this way or go that way, yeah, you know. Yeah. So like some old, of those uh, things are crazy looking. Yeah, kind of like the old Viking compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I never thought about that, but yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it, may, it really makes you wonder. There's a lot more going on in this life than most people get, I think. Yeah. And that's a good thing because it keeps things really, really interesting, you know. And yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that we'll never figure out because we're not supposed to. And we haven't been given those keys, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think, um, and I think our government knows a lot more than what they're going to share or probably. Oh, absolutely. Share. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think that goes for the whole Bigfoot thing too. I think there's something to that for whatever reason, they don't want to share it. And um, I could probably do a whole show on people who've had encounters with the men in black when it comes to Bigfoot, you know? Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I say some stories off off the air. But I, I won't talk about it on the air because I'll be shut down in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, hearing hearing the same as the forest, there's there's been incidents with uh, the men in black have showed up, and you know, basically told people to shut, quit talking about it. You know, people yeah. that I personally know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, and I don't yeah, know. I don't... If it's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I, I don't know if it's because. Uh, so someone once told me that according to the Endangered Species Act, if a if an animal like a like a Bigfoot was proven to exist, like all logging would have to stop until they figured out what's going on with this animal, what's its habitat, um, how many there are, stuff like that. And when you think about it, I was reading that a third of our economy revolves around the lumber industry. When you think oh, about yeah. all the housing, paper, all the uh, what do you call the the, the other industries that depend on on oh yeah, there's a lot yeah just pulp yeah. alone yeah. yeah you know and like for, yeah. for example I am I'm in printing so I don't just depend on paper I depend on ink I depend on the equipment you know uh, mm -hmm. all the all the chemicals that go into it you know so there's a lot of right. uh, you know there's a lot of that the that the uh, lumber industry yeah industry. even turpentine and stuff like that right. all comes from pine and you look yeah. at the spotted owl that happened up there in, in washington when they were, mm -hmm. were going to, it i mean it it crippled the lumber industry up there yeah you know so imagine what happens if we say hey, yeah there is a primate running around out here you know and if it's some kind yeah, of a human crazy. if it's some kind of a human now it's got human rights right so you know that um uh, that's a whole other, you know, rabbit hole yeah, I'm, to go down. I'm not sure if I'm willing to give it rights yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> so there's, there's probably plenty of groups out there. There's probably plenty of groups out there that that'll make a big stink about it. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, you know there would. 
Yeah, so I guess maybe the government would consider that to be an issue of national security when you think about it in those terms. Right. You know? And I never really considered it like that before, so I guess it would be. Yeah. You know, they would have to keep wraps on that kind of thing just to keep the economy stable, you know? Right. Which I'm not so sure we're in a stable economy at this no. point right now. Anyway, no, I think it's actually going to get worse. So, well, yeah, and, you know, now I've noticed this the past month or so, the media has been talking about inflation a lot. Right. And, you know, we went through an inflationary spiral back in the 70s, I remember. And there was a guy, and a leading economist, his name was Howard Ruff, and he wrote a couple of books. And uh, he also had a, a publication called The Rough Times. And he talked about that things like inflationary spirals and, and other economic issues are usually brought on by media rhetoric. And so now that the media is starting to say, hey, you know, we've got this inflation that's popping up and, and get used to spending more for this and get used to spend, they're actually creating inflation by talking about inflation. And I think they need to back off a little bit, you know, at least I'm hoping that they will because after COVID and everything else, I mean, we, the last thing we need is to have some, and inflation's a deep economic issue. Right. And the last thing we need are deep, deep economic issues that are going to start affecting us in other areas of our life since we've already been so hardly affected by COVID, you know, the shutdown and, and even politics and, and division and everything else. Right. You know, the last thing we need is to, to have economic hard times on a large scale. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about our country. I really am. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't really consider myself to be a Republican or a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of bipartisan, I guess, mm -hmm. because I see that there's problems and, and also positives on both sides. But, uh, man, I, you know, I, I hope, I hope for this country. I really do. Right. And, uh, we, we just got to get past a lot, you know, and uh, I think we need to grow up as, as a society, you know? Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. I think there's too many people uh, on both sides that get their feelings hurt so easily. And, you know, right. we on the ball. You know, we got to keep our eye on the prize and, and what's best for this country, what's best for, you know, each other. Because if, if, if uh, I'm doing good, you're doing good, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and you know, we used, to, we used to live in a spirit of helpfulness where everybody kind of helped each other out and, and people were happy and, you know, don't really know what's happened. Everybody seems so angry now and every little word, every little, every little thing, you know, you've got this cancel culture and all this and man, it's really hurting. You know, I just don't think that people have figured this out yet. And I think once everybody figures out that, Hey, they don't need to be so sensitive and, and we're all just trying to make it, yeah. you know, then maybe it'll get better. At least I'm hoping it will. Dude, we're, we we should be all on the same team if you ask me. Yeah, we're all Americans, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You're American, you know. So I got respect for you right there, right. you know. So yeah. But man, you're making me think about all this stuff, and I'm going to have to get way into <laughs> a little bit more UFO studies, and and really, I haven't considered the Bigfoot thing a whole lot. Right. It's just something that's kind of passed me by, but, but man, you got me thinking about it now. Dude, if you yeah. you know need need help, if you ever want to talk to somebody on your show, man, let me know. I'll, I'll definitely find you some guests, you know. And, uh, okay. You know, I, I've got I yeah. got some really good uh, good guys. 
uh, here in Texas, as a matter of fact, if I, you'll probably have to do like a Skype meeting with them, but they're really good people, man. Uh, I've got a friend of mine named Daniel, actually. He's really good with the UFO stuff. He'll tell you about uh, our, our Roswell that we had here in Texas. I forgot where it was at, but you know, he's, 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 he's a very knowledgeable kid, you know. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Cash Landrum incident? No, I don't think I have. Okay. So back in, I think it was, it may have been the 70s, but it may have been the 80s as well. Um, and it happened in Plum Grove, which is just north okay. of where I am. Okay. And uh, so it was Betty Cash and yeah. uh, I think Dorothy Landrum. Right. And it was uh, Dorothy Landrum's grandson also was in the car. And so they're cruising down Plum Grove Road. This is like nine o'clock at night. And back then, all this area was heavily wooded and there wasn't a whole lot of people living here, you know. And all this is documented. You can find it on the Internet. It's, it's really pretty good. So I'm hoping I'm, I'm telling the right story and I'm not embellishing or anything like that. I'm just going to try to go on what I've heard and what I think to be true. But so they're cruising along one night. And I don't know if they came back from church or something like that, but, uh, you know, Betty and Dorothy, I believe her name is, are, are in the front and the kids in the back. He's a boy. He was, I think nine or 12 years old. And, uh, they get to a, a stop sign and they notice this bright light that's above the tree line. And all of a sudden their car kind of goes haywire, electronic problems, car dies. So this craft kind of comes up over them and hovers and they're able to see it. And Betty cash gets out of the car and she doesn't really approach it, but she just wanted to get a better look, you know, cause sometimes the look through the windshield just isn't enough. And when she went to get back in the car, she realized how hot the car was. And so a day or two goes by. Now all three of these people end up in the hospital with serious radiation burns and Betty Cash and, and I think it's Dorothy Landrum. I hope it is. Um, they both end up dying later on in life from, I think, leukemia or something, which some people think was brought about by this incident that they had. But they had actually sued the United States military because the military came in and said they were doing test flights of something out there. And, and it, that's possible what happened. But I think it was a cover-up because... There, we don't have any, or we didn't have any craft back then that it would emit radiation to the point of giving people radiation burns where they look like they had third degree sunburns right. at night sitting in their car. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did hear yeah. that incident. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's really documented. And actually, I think that the grandson still lives in Dayton, Dayton, Texas, okay. which isn't far from here. Right. And I've tried to locate that kid. I'm hoping that sometime I can. Because right. I'd love to get him on the podcast. You know he's got to remember it. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. if he was nine or 12, he probably remembers at least a good portion of it. And I'd love to get him on the podcast and talk to him about that particular incident and what he got out of it and what he remembered about his his aunt or his mom or whoever she was and her friend um, about what they talked about after the incident and while it was going on. And, you know, it had to be a terrifying thing. And uh, to me, that would be some hardcore evidence. Now, I know that it was either Channel 2 or Channel 11 or somebody had uh, had talked to this kid a couple of years back, maybe five or ten years ago. And it was one of those brief things that you see on the news. 
Right. And they didn't really get into it, but it's something I'd like to sit for an hour, you know, and pick this kid's brain. And he's probably 40 or 50 by now, but, you know, pick his brain and find out, you know, what went on, how he felt about it. Because to me, that would be more hardcore evidence than, than most things that I've heard. And the cool part is if you look it up, the cash Landrum incident, all this stuff is documented and it, you can read about it for hours and hours and hours on the internet. So if you want to get some, some good UFO story, that's, that's the one to go with. Okay. You know, that and Bob Lazar are two that right. I think just nail it and just say, Hey, look, it's time to stop saying, could there be, and go from, could there be to, okay, there is right. now, how do we deal with it? You know, what should we do as a nation to prepare for possible contact? I really don't think that there's anything that's going to try to kill us or, right. or any of that kind of thing. Probably just a curiosity, you know, but what can we learn from that species and what can they learn from us? Right. And there's got to be, there's got to be a takeaway for, for both of us. And, and I think that the government's actually attempting through little outs like the Tic Tac and, and other things that, that have come out in recent years I think they're trying to prepare us for, hey, this exists. It's the way it is. We've known it for years, and and you guys need to be able to absorb it, wrap your head around it, and here's how we're going to deal with it. Right. You know, and I, I think it probably would have come out before now, but you know, we've had so many problems in government in the past, especially eight, ten years. Right. It's been rough, and and I think that it's kind of been put on the back burner because how much can a nation handle? You know? <laughs> yeah. But, but sorry, I went off a little bit. No, man, you're good, that, man, you're but, good. but uh, but uh, yeah, Cash Landrum was something I read about actually just recently because I've made an attempt to really find somebody who has legitimate, verifiable information about UFOs that I could get on the show, right. and that's that's really what I've I've tried to do. And believe it or not, it's very hard to find somebody who you can document and say, okay, this person's legit. Right. Yeah, it's just tough to do. And uh, I'm hoping that I can, you know, pull it off in the next, this next year, it would be nice because if I can find somebody, I really want to start doing a series on UFOs yeah. because it's a topic I think we all need to discuss. We all need to get familiar with and understand because it's definitely something that's in our future and it's not going away, right. you know? Well, cool. Hank, uh, we're ready to, Coming up on our hour here, man. Uh, All right. We have one more time where uh, where they can find your podcast. Okay. Um, um, you could search YouTube for Hank's Think Tank. And uh, we've got about 60 videos now. So check it out. There's something for everybody. And I sure would like to see you guys on the show. It'd be great. Uh, if you'd like to come on the show, um, I accept all takers. So, I mean, uh, you know, drop me an email. I can be reached at studio13media at gmail.com and uh you know i'm there i'm also on facebook under hank that and that's v as in victor at and hank's think tank is also on facebook too and man we sure love to see you guys out there and joe i just want to say i really appreciate you inviting me on the show you're the first person that's ever invited me on a podcast <laughs> gotta admit i was nervous man you know, I kind of know how my guests feel now, yeah. you know, because I've, I've always wondered, why are you nervous? <laughs> it's just right. a show. Yeah, but no yeah, I, yeah, I got kind of a bundle of nerves and it's worn off now. I'm feeling yeah. good. But uh, yeah. man, I, I appreciate you having me on. And I'd love to do this on Hank's Think Tank, too, and have you on. 
yeah, I think it'd be know. great. Yeah, yeah so yeah, let's let's definitely work that out okay. sometime in the future. You ever travel and get up this way? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, it'd be great. Then and, you, and yeah. you'd love the studio. We treat everybody great. I've got some good. I've got a full bar in here. Oh so, yeah, well, man. You, I'll, you be I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll tell you what. After this is over, let's book it. Let's do okay. it. Man. I'd love to have you out. Yeah, man. Yeah. So guys, well, thanks for watching and, and listening to me. I know I ramble on sometimes, but but this has really been a good experience. I had a good time. Yeah, me too, man. Thank you again. And thanks everybody in the chat room for participating. I really appreciate it. And uh we will see you guys Thursday night. And uh hold on real quick, Mr. Hank. All right. All right, guys. Good night. All right.